Are you a new or aspiring woman leader that wants to make a successful leap into leadership? Do you want to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so that you can become the kind of leader other people want to follow? Welcome to The Leadership Leap, a show that is all about helping women to become more confident about making the leap into leadership. Now, here is your host, Leanne Pico. Hey, welcome to The Leadership Leap. I'm Leanne Pico, your host, and today is going to be a fabulous show. As always, uh, I feel very privileged because um, it's interesting when you start something like a radio show, you kind of hope that you're going to have, you know, good people to talk to and you know, we've been doing this now for about two and a half months, something like that. And honestly, every single week, I get to have fabulous conversations with fabulous guests who are kind of really thinking deeply about leadership, about women, about how we can have a better world all together. So um, super thankful for all my guests and very, very thankful that you are listening. So, you know, no point having a show without the listeners. So if you're listening, thank you for being here and thank you for, you know, helping us take the leap. So before I tell you about today's show, I'm going to talk, I want to say thank you to Sarah McVinnell for being on the show last week. Sarah's from Greatness Magnified, and we were talking about solution-focused leadership. Now, this approach is a fundamental mindset shift in how we are as leaders, and it's very effective because it moves us away from a problem-focused approach. Very, very important. Also, thank you to Gurpreet Kaurman, our super, HR superhero. She was on helping us to understand personal branding, and Gurpreet gave us some really great tips about looking like a leader on LinkedIn. So have a listen to the show on the show page, and or you can download, subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. So today, we are going to talk about being assertive, and I'm excited to have Maria Fudas the author of Connect With Yourself and Others, here to talk about what it means to be assertive and share some tips for doing it on our, in our personal and our professional lives. And Michelle Bevan is also here with her regular segment, What's Your EQ? And Michelle will be challenging us a little bit today by asking us if we are in fact implementing what we have learned about emotional intelligence. It's so important that we check in on ourselves about what we've learned and if we are in fact doing what we said we would do when we learned it. So I'm very excited um, and a little bit nervous because, you know, I hope I do it too uh, about that one. So we'll be talking to Michelle in just a bit. So Maria Fudas is a self-mastery life strategist and coach who is the youngest of seven children born into a long line of intuitive and spiritual healers. She's a certified assertiveness and transformational coach who teaches a different way of thinking and communicating. Using her techniques transforms one's life by effectively controlling one's thoughts, emotions, and hence one's reality. This allows for more confidence, stronger connections, and the ability to attract better relationships. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So glad to have you here. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. So tell us what tell us um tell us about your book. What's it about? It's connect with yourself and others. So just give us a little bit of a a, a preview into what it's all about. Okay, it's um I, I call it a little gem because it's kind of three in one. In my book, I give you uh, effective communication skills. So how to communicate effectively, to be assertive and commu- and uh, assertiveness tools. Also, I also give you uh, how to navigate your relationships, and I give you both tools and techniques that you'll be able to achieve those objectives in my, in my book. And the third aspect that I give you in my book is also, I call it the spiritual side, but it's really connecting with your authentic self, connecting with who you are as, as, as your being in order to align with yourself. And this allows you to be able to bust through your fears in order to be more empowered. So it's kind of a three-on-one where I give you all these tools and techniques to uh, be able to, to achieve all these objectives. Very good. And it's called Connect With Yourself and Others. And it does actually address um, things personally. Um, but one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today, and we're going to talk about assertiveness, in particular assertiveness in women, was because of the fact that... Um, it's funny, we separate out our, we, we kind of go, this is my personal self, this is my professional self, when in fact, they cross over and, and they work together and we are still the same person, whether we're at home, at work, 
out with our friends, we are still that same person. So um, just to let you know, so to let our listeners know, I've read I've read the book and it is gives some really great tips. And uh, what I really liked, Maria, was you um, share examples and stories throughout the book, which is really useful. Yes. Yeah, yes. so and good. You, and, to address, and to address what you just said, Leanne, it's true because uh, imagine when you take a pebble and you throw it in the ocean. Um, it's exactly like that. How we connect with ourselves and how we are as a being really does have an impact in all our relationships. And uh, whether it's personal, uh, professional, or romantic. So that's where, uh, that's where my book really helps you because it's really, it starts with you. Everything starts with us. So it the sure primary does. thing is connecting with yourself and becoming assertive. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's one of the things that, you know, we talk about, and Michelle, um, obviously our next our, you know, our coach that's coming later, we talk about a lot around emotional intelligence is that our emotions travel with us. So um, as do our skills in how we interact with humans and assertiveness is is a really key skill. And again, you know, we talk about it a lot in the Leadership Leap in my program, but also here on the show. And I talk about it a lot on LinkedIn um, because we don't like, as women, just I'm going to generalize. And again, apologies. I know we, I tend to do this a little bit and I always say it's it's a tendency uh, when I generalize but we we also have to name it as women we really yeah. do not um, we struggle with assertiveness right yes yes we do and the reason for that is uh, many of us first of all it does depend also the way we're brought up and a lot of us are brought up to uh, to speak only when we're spoken and not to not to um, uh, to go with other against other people um, and also a lot of women also think it's manly or that they're going to uh, sound very manly and lose their femininity when they're assertive. And that's not true at all. Because when assertiveness is done properly, it's very loving, it's respectful, and it's taking your rights and the other person's rights into consideration. So it's none of that. It's not aggressive and it's not passive, though, either. It's kind of in the middle where you clearly are able to state what you want to say in a loving way by owning your truth and expressing it in a respectful, loving manner. Yeah, no, that's so good. And and in a second, I'm going to get you to define assertiveness for us and what we mean by that, because I think that we, you're, you're right, we think of it as being aggressive. Um, but I just mm-hmm. want to pull up on that point, because it's a super important point where, and it's it happens to me, I've, it you know, where when you don't assert your needs or you don't put forward your wants, um, what happens is they don't go away. They kind of build up and then it comes out in a different way. It can come out Uh, for some people. It goes deep within and, and we, we don't let it out. And, um, you know, we experience hurt or, or whatever. Sure. And those of us who, uh, like myself, who can get a little reactive sometimes, it comes out in anger and feels a little aggressive. So yes. um, so just recognizing that for everybody that's listening, we are not going for perfect today. We are saying this is um, a skill set and we all need to work on it. So, yes. um, so Maria, what is assertiveness? Like when we talk about assertiveness, if, if it's not aggression, then yes. what is... What does it look like? Yeah, and first of all, just to piggyback off what you just said, Leanne, it is a yeah. skill, and the great thing is it can be uh, it can be perfected, it can be learned, and perfected over time. So I wasn't born assertive. Trust me, I had to learn these tools, and that's why I teach them. I had to learn them for myself first. So it's yeah. something that can be learned, and uh, assertiveness um, is really a self help tool and a mode of communication that allows you to get your needs met. Yes. So that's really what it is. So it's not. Passive. So basically, it's not where you allow people to walk over you and to do always what other people want against you, what you truly want inside. And it's not aggressive where you're telling people what to do. It's simply stating what you want and what your wishes are in an effective manner. In my book, as you know, I give, I have a whole, I've dedicated a whole chapter in that, a huge chapter where I give really effective tools and techniques. We could talk about uh, a couple of them later, but that's really what it is. So it's a, it's a mode of communication, but it's also how you are. It's a state of being. And to be assertive, it takes confidence, and it really takes connection with self. It takes a, a, um, a degree of awareness and primarily self-awareness, which people are not really, uh, don't recognize. Yeah, it's true. And one of the things in your book that I really liked in that chapter was you talk about thoughtful energy. And when we yes. say thoughtful energy, like that is the thing. It's, it's not... Um, 
there is we, we need to start with that self-awareness um, because we need to know what it is we need or want like that's where it starts to, is the yes, knowing because, and right like that's that's yes. the place and then and, we and, can and, bring that kind of as you call it loving or thoughtful energy to the conversation because we're yes. aware of it we we can we kind of know what we need and then we're able to control how we communicate it Exactly. And Leanna, as you know, it's been proven that our thoughts actually create our emotions. So if you're consciously aware at all times what you're thinking, then you'll be aware of your feelings, why you're having those certain emotions. Because our thoughts create our emotions. Our emotions are what create our energy, what we're we're vibrating outwards. So and I have a triad, an assertive triad that I, I, I plainly... Um, the three principles with assertiveness that are required. And the first thing is thoughtful energy. What are you focusing on? What are you thinking? What do you think about yourself and the person you're communicating with? And it all starts with that. And that, that will then, um, and then your thoughts will show up in your energy, what people feel. Because people feel you before you even start talking. Mm, right? Yes, for sure. So that's so important. Yeah. Okay. Tell us the other two parts of the triad. Yes. So the first part is, like you said, is the thoughtful energy, your focus. And then the second part is the visual assessment, what people see um, and what they see and what they feel about you. And that really is a direct reflection to what your inner confidence is. So pay attention to your posture. Pay attention to how how you're uh, standing. Are you, uh, you know, are you leaning forward? Are you contracting into fear? Or are you opening up into love and your, you know, confidence, you know, head up, shoulders back. And when you walk, walk with your feet first. Imagine you're like a beautiful ballerina or like a ballroom dancer and walk that way. Also, pay attention. Are you making eye contact? Uh, because if you're nervous or fearful or if you think the other person is better than you or something like that, you'll notice it will show up. And, of course, it starts with your thoughts, but it will show up in your energy and how you're communicating with the other person. And the third uh, key principle, of course, are the words. Words do matter. A lot of times it's not what you say. It's how you say it to the other person. And, of course, the words also show whether you're authentic and whether you're true to yourself. You need to be true to yourself and authentic. If you're saying something, whether you're complimenting someone or you're saying something, if it's not authentic, people will feel it. And then it has, it's not effective at all, right? So by being yeah. true to yourself and by and assertiveness is really that's why you can have to connect with yourself because it's all about authenticity. And if you're not authentic, you're not going to be a good leader. You're not going to be an effective leader. And you're not going to be able to connect with others. And if you can't connect with your peers, your coworkers, um, the people that work for you, you're not going to be effective. Because people, you might, you might demand things for people to do for you, but they're not going to do it willingly. And, that's, and as you know, that does not make effective leaders. No, that's right. That's right. And what I like about that triad is um, that, in fact, when it comes to um, uh communication and especially with assertiveness is I like how you set it out because by the time you get to say something their opinion has already formed or is inform is forming because your energy and your appearance has helped to give them clues because as humans we don't rely necessarily on words all the time we rely like you say on our emotions yes. and how you make us feel and so yes. you've already communicated like two-thirds before you even yes. speak and in actual fact it's when you say that it's so funny because often when we think okay I'm going to be assertive now okay I'm going to say what I want we focus on the words so yes. I love that you're reminding us that it's not about the words are last and that in actual yes. fact the other two things have to come first and that's exactly what the assertive triad is it shows your confidence level and your energy level and that's, yeah. that's what the triad is. It shows your confidence levels and what you're thinking about yourself and what you're thinking about the other person. Because if you're thinking, if you're saying you're so nice and you think the person is an idiot or you're thinking negative yeah. thoughts, it's going to appear in, the, in your energy and how you're saying it and your, your voice. It's going to appear in all that. Yeah. And I can think of an example. So for someone, for example, who's looking for a raise or looking for a promotion and if in their head they're like, I don't deserve this, I'm not going to get it. And, you know, yes. by the time they actually say the words, well, that person's agreeing with you probably, yes. right? Because you've conveyed exactly. That's a great example. that you, you don't you don't think you're worth it. Exactly. Already. So you have to go in there with a mindset. You know, you've got to kind of pump yourself up a little bit. 
And as you yeah. know, I do give some tools in there how to overcome the, how, once you connect with yourself, uh, once you follow the tools and techniques, and you're able to connect to yourself, I give you the four-step process how to overcome those, those uh, fears that you may have within you before you go into that community that conversation with someone if you are feeling fearful. Because like you said earlier, early on, we are not perfect. We're all a work in progress. And it's recognizing also that we are not perfect, but to try our best. And that's really what it is, to always work in becoming better, to becoming a better version of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, such a good summary. And um, and as you know, as we mentioned, this is a particular piece for women and it's quite deeply emotional. We are socialized to um, often not be assertive and to kind of acquiesce to situations. There's an there's an entire socialization process that that um, and so when we are sometimes when we're trying to be assertive, we're going against how we've we've been raised, as you said, or how we've experienced the workplace. So um, it also depends on the culture of where you are. So all, there's a lot of things affecting it, but the things you can control are exactly what Maria has just talked about. So um, Maria, we're going to take a little break right now. And when we come back, if you could share some techniques and tools, that'd be Fun. awesome. My pleasure. Um, so make sure you stay with us. And Maria is going to actually help us with the how of being more assertive. We'll be back in a sec. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Hi there. This is Liam Picot, the host of the Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shing with our shing with our shing with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. Hey, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, your host, and we are chatting today, or at the moment, with Maria Fudas, who is a life strategist and coach, and Maria has written the book, Connect With Yourself and Others, and um, we're just chatting about assertiveness and getting really clear on what it is, and also, um, you know, thinking about why it's so important for women to understand that it's a skill set and that we need to... Uh, build that skill. So Maria, we talked about what it is and why it's important. So tell us how, give us some tips on how to uh, become more assertive. Okay. Now, clearly in the book, I have a lot, a lot in there, but I'll give it, I'll give you a, a, just a couple of basic tools that you could use uh, right away. So uh, recognizing that being assertive obviously earns your respect, which is what you need also as a, um, as a leader, you need to earn people's respect. And by doing so, it's recognizing that, first of all, the other person's viewpoint, uh, uh, perception is created by their viewpoint, and take, recognizing that everybody's basic human need uh, is to feel needed and appreciated. So recognizing that, when you're uh, making sure you avoid the three C's that I indicate in my book, which is avoid condemning, criticizing, and complaining. So if you're going to, mm-hmm. if you want to, um, criticize someone or say something, uh, uh, have someone basically change something that they're doing, use what I, do, what I call the sandwich. So the sandwich is effective criticism method, which you, you could uh, give your clear expectation kind of in the middle, but start it off with a compliment and end it with a compliment, or you could use the half sandwich and at least put one compliment inside. This way the other person feels feels appreciated, and they, they recognize that you also recognize the good in them and not just criticizing, and they're, uh, because if you just criticize someone and you're not doing it with some kind of um, loving way and giving them some kind of compliment, they're going to feel as if uh, you're condemning them, or, or, and they're not gonna, their back is going to go up, and they're not going to feel that confidence or work with you. Also, yeah, absolutely. The perhaps, yeah, the other thing to keep in mind is no, na- no labeling. State facts. Like, don't call people stupid or you're doing a bad job, for example. Say, you know, mm-hmm. instead of saying, yeah, you've done a bad job, say, you know, indicate exactly. Uh, make the expectation clear. Say, say that uh, in this document, perhaps, there's some information that is missing or this section isn't, uh, needs more information or isn't done correctly. Instead of saying, yeah, you've done a bad job. Be, be specific, uh, you know, and uh, make your expectations clear and avoid labeling using, using wording, you know, labeling people. That's never effective. And that's no, and world. can I just say on that one, that one's a big one because, uh, and we talked about it earlier, even in your head, you know, yes. like it's, it's that thing about we, we might not in a professional environment, especially it personally, you know, we, it's, it's very good advice too, but in a professional environment, we might not call, we know that we're not supposed to call somebody a name, but we may be approaching that conversation with, um, you know, some, some things that we think about that person in our head and that, that comes over. So, um, so you're, I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's that mindfulness about how am I thinking about this person? Am I, am I thinking about them in a certain way? And how can I kind of remove that before I enter this conversation? Yeah. And it goes to the first principle of the triad, right? Your thoughtful energy. Yeah. What are you thinking at that at the moment? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and as you know, uh, Leanne, good leaders recognize that the other person's viewpoint, uh, creates the perception. And I have a great illustration in there of my, of my first uh, letter of my name, uh, M. And it's, uh, when I did this on the workshop, but when you look at the M, if you look at a one angle, it looks like an M. But if the other person's on the other side, it's a W. And then I had people facing it in front, and they saw three or a zigzag road. So that's, keep it in mind always that your perception, whatever you're thinking, is always just a perception. It's, be open to other people's views. And even if they're thinking something, instead of judging them or condemning them, be patient and, you know, find some time to see why they're thinking this way. You know, ask them instead of just uh, jumping to conclusions and false assumptions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it also prepares the, the way for you to be able to identify what you need from the conversation too, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for those tips and for sharing your 
wisdom and knowledge about assertiveness. And obviously, there's lots more in your book around creating connection with people, which is super important in in the workplace and in our personal lives. Um, But Maria, where can we get hold of your book? And how do we get in contact with you or check out what's your website? Sure, my website is mariasudas.com. That's F like in Frank, U-D-A-S, or mftransformation.com. And you can find my book there. And I also have a free visualization on relationships that I'm offering. So go ahead and download it uh, for free. Uh, and also my book uh, is sold everywhere. It's Connect With Yourself and Others. It's sold on Amazon, on Chapters, on uh, iBooks even. And anywhere e-books or books are pretty much sold on Noah, uh, Barnes & Noble, so it's, uh, it's very easily accessible, and there's no excuse because you could even get it on your iPhone or on your phone as an ebook. And again, nice. my website, you're able to buy it through there. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, and I highly recommend it. I've fully enjoyed reading it and lots of great tips, like I say, for our personal and our professional lives. Thanks so much for being here, Maria. Thanks, Leanne. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so now I'd like to welcome Michelle Bevan back. Um, Michelle's coming back for her regular segment, What's Your EQ? And I think today we're gonna, it's going to be a nice build on what we've already had a conversation about. Um, so just a reminder that Michelle Bevan is an International Coaches Federation certified coach. And she is focused, she's an executive coach that's really focusing on emotional intelligence. She employs formal EQ assessments to identify gaps as the foundation for one-on-one coaching with her clients. And I know a couple of people who have done um, formal EQ assessments with Michelle and then the following coaching, and they describe it as life-changing. So highly recommend uh, you you uh, get in contact with Michelle about that. Um, and you can find out more about Michelle at alchemycoaching.com. Michelle, so good to hear, to, not to hear you. I haven't heard you yet. Good to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be back, and thank you for that wonderful intro. Fantastic. Of course. Of course. I was so excited I could tripping over my words already. <laughs> I'm excited about this topic. I love this topic that we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about, because, you know, as a leadership development person and who's been in leadership a while, um, there we see a lot of people attending workshops and training and reading about emotional intelligence and then they turn up the next day and nothing's changed so michelle what are we going to what are we going to do about that today yeah i i understand what you're saying and i've witnessed it myself and i've actually been that person you know, where you're sitting there going, gosh, this is really interesting and nodding your head, but it's like yeah. going to the gym. <laughs> you have yeah. to, it's true. You have to apply. Yeah. yeah. Having the, um, have I have the, I have my gym membership fob on my keychain, and yet it doesn't make it to the gym. So it's true. <laughs> right. Right. It's true. It is, it is something, it's, it's a muscle, several muscles that you have to really exercise. There's a saying that says, uh, knowing is not enough, we must apply. And willing yes. is not enough, we must do. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding a little like Yoda here, but the, that's yeah. actually what happens. You know, you do have to put it into play. For sure. And what, and you know, Yoda, I mean, he's pretty wise. So there is a really yeah. important piece around this, which is, um, you know, when we think about building our knowledge so t- talk to us a bit. In a couple of minutes, we're going to go to break. But I'm, I just wanted to, just, mm-hmm. before we do that, let's talk about um, kind of what do you see as the disconnect between when we learn it and executing? Like what happens? You know, I think for, for leaders, it's, um, it's just the day-to-day, you know, things that come up and not being able to take the time to take that, 30 seconds or even and even less to just sort of reframe things, to say, yeah. how am I looking at this? Um, some of what Maria talked about was, you know, being attentive to my own body language and the body language of who I'm dealing with, the tone and the intent. Our world, you know, runs so quickly. Things are coming at us all the time. And I think it's, it's you know, it's part of just being able to take that pause. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and one of the things, because even I, you know, I, I kind of beat myself up for not going to the gym. And similar to you, I've often attended training where, you know, um, 
I really had the best of intentions. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not about judging ourselves, right? It's about, it's kind of what we were saying with Maria earlier. It's a skill set. It's something that we, we have to try it out in order to enhance our ability to do it. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, what happens is, as with a lot of things in life, once we see the benefit of it, once we actually uh, have an improvement in our own uh, situation and our own ability to lead and our own, you know, just enjoyment of life, we'll be able we'll be able to attribute more weight to it and and concentrate more on using our EQ skills. Yeah. Finding out about our EQ skills is important. You know, identifying, as you mentioned so kindly in the intro, uh, through an assessment, where our areas of strength and where our areas of opportunity are so that we understand where to focus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so... When we know that and when we look at, and again, you do those, the assessments. So, I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of when I think about it, the difference in a way is, is when we attend a workshop on emotional intelligence and kind of learn about it as a topic, it's easier Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, potentially we might not know how to put it into practice. Whereas that's why I like this kind of the deeper kind of assessment piece as well. I think it's important to do both where mm-hmm. someone understands themselves and who they are in relation to yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. That self-awareness is key. Um, and Maria talked a bit about that as well. But being, you know, when you're sitting in a, in a workshop and you're listening to all this great, interesting information, it's really tough to sort of identify it as, am I doing that? Am I not doing yeah. that? Unless you really, yeah. really think about it. So yeah. being able to have that opportunity to, to say, yeah, here are the situations where I'm showing up this way and I'd really want to be showing up another way because it's going to be more beneficial to me and the people that I work with. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So tell us mm-hmm. about, um, you know, we might understand kind of um, who we are, like even whether we've done a workshop or an assessment or whatever, we might have a good understanding of it. But how do we, mm-hmm. uh, when we go back in and try doing stuff, how do we sometimes maybe deviate from it? And, you know, how do we get back on track with it? Yeah, it's, you know, being able to recognize uh, where your areas of opportunity are is one thing, but being able to, you know, execute in a much better way is a whole other ball of wax. And so um, really where you want to be having your emotions work for you instead of against you is in the areas particularly around self-perception and self-expression to start with. So that understanding of yourself and understanding how you express yourself will, will lead to better understanding of how to um, problem solve and how to have your interpersonal relationships really manifest better and, and all of that. So, yeah, there's a couple of tips that I can give you where, you know, when we, when we see ourselves deviating from emotional intelligence, the right um, avenue of emotional intelligence in certain situations, I can give you some tips on that. No, oh, that'd be great. Um, before we do the tips, though, how do we know? Like, how do I identify? Because that's, I mean, um, uh, we may be quite self-aware and think we're doing, mm-hmm. we think we're doing an emotional intelligence and right. what we were taught, but how do we know when we're deep? Like, how do we, What what are the clues? It's going to be feedback. It's going to be feedback right. that you're receiving with who you're dealing with. So um, either verbal or nonverbal feedback. So being aware of that is key, not only of yourself, but being able to, to be observant of what's coming back to you right. and being able to read that properly. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes great yeah. sense. And, um, okay, so we've got a couple, about two minutes before the break. So give us some tips. How do we get back on track? Okay, so when you, you know, being, you're armed with this knowledge about emotional intelligence, but sometimes you may not be as emotional intelligent as you think you are. So, for example, if you are a leader who proud, prides himself in 
um, being able to speak their mind. And we know that candor in the workplace is really valuable. And but there are you know there are situations where your voice maybe shouldn't be heard right exactly at that moment or even ever. Mm-hmm. So especially in an emotionally charged situation. Right. So what you can do instead is press that pause button. And we talked about that a little bit earlier. So being able to, you know, give yourself a moment to take a pause to prevent something that you'll potentially regret later. Um, some people count to 10 in their head or even take a little short walk around. I like the the three questions that comedian Fred Ferguson came up with. It's... Um, does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? And does this need to be said by me now? That oh, takes I love that. 30, yeah, it's pretty good, eh? Um, wow. It takes about 30 seconds to, to ask yourself those questions, and it will reframe the situation for you and therefore your reaction. So good. Okay, tell us those questions again just so we have them. Yeah. Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? And does this need to be said by me now? So good. And in asking those three questions, what I like is we create that pause. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we're, yeah. we're in a pause. We have to stop and kind of, I, I love that. And that's a practice, right? Like that. those three questions are a practice. That's where when we kind of cluing in to our kind of emotional charge, then that that's something we can say, yep, go to my three questions. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So that's great. Yeah. So thank you for that tip. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. And then when we come mm-hmm. back, we're also going to talk with Michelle about some actions that uh, leaders can take to apply emotional intelligence when they're in difficult situations. This is already one of one great tip we've started with. So more practical application to come and just a reminder if you want to hang out with me between now and the next show you can sign up for a weekly inspiration at the leadershipleap.net we'll be back in just a couple minutes with michelle thanks Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the what not to do school of leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. 
Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. Hey, welcome back, Leanne here, and we are chatting with, or I'm chatting with, uh, Michelle Bevan in her regular segment, What's Your EQ? And before the break, um, and you know what, like, honestly, this is, uh, it's super interesting because in, in a way, I feel like we've been talking about emotional intelligence for a long time in leadership, but um, Michelle is hitting on the very thing that I think impacts our the reason why we haven't had a lot of change in a lot of workplaces, it's because our implementation isn't there. And so, um, so really enjoying this conversation with Michelle about, you know, how we need to really focus on application and execution when we learn about emotional intelligence and when we learn about ourselves. So um, before the break, Michelle, we were talking about, you're going to give us some more tips on how to apply emotional intelligence when we're in, tricky situations you gave us the pause the three questions let's let's say the three questions again so that people have them yeah for sure does this need to be said does this need to be said by me and does this need to be said by me now yeah so just a reminder that's a great tip and a and a really nice practice in terms of how we approach things and and when we're leaders we we sometimes feel like we we're the ones who have to do it all and those questions help us check in with ourselves to see if if it actually is our job in that moment so what other tips have you got for us around um applying ei yeah um you know oftentimes as a leader particularly as a new leader we you know, we may want to treat all of our employees the same way, manage them the same way. You think you're trying to be fair, so you mm. use the same kind of methods with every yep. team member, regardless of what their needs are. And so, really, you know, when you when you dial up your empathy, for example, the emotional intelligence uh, competency of empathy, you're going to be moving away from that one-size-fits-all kind of management and um, taking some time to look at in the individuals that you're working with as individuals with unique needs. So yeah. some may require lots of guidance and feedback to perform their best, and others may, you know, you may need to give them more room to do their job, but be available there if they need feedback or they have questions. So that's really kind of tapping into your empathy to guide you. Take the time to learn about what your direct reports need, and then adapt your style to serve them better. Yeah, that's a great tip. And and one thing I can hear the objection in my head already of people saying, but I don't have time to know everything about each of my direct reports. And one of the things that, and, and if you're saying it, I, I, I hear you, and too bad, so sad. That's your job as a leader. <laughs> so I'm going to say, Michelle will probably be nicer than I am around this. <laughs> but what I always say is that is your job. That's the role of a leader is to is to find out and learn about the people that you are leading and tap into their needs. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I could I could hear the objection a mile away. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's it's a key it's a key piece around being able to lead effectively. A hundred percent. And you know, I I've heard those objections in my 
old life as an HR business partner, I heard that a lot. But I, I'm telling you from experience as a leader and from a, uh, as an HR business partner and now a coach, you will cut down the cycles that you will yes. run as a leader if you move to this model. Really exercise that muscle of empathy, uh, putting that more in play in your leadership um, because you're going to, and you're going to actually retain uh, people more. Your your staff will feel like they're heard. They're fe- they'll feel like you understand them. They've simply asking them what their goals are and what you can do to support them will be the opening question, and and it goes from there. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And I told you that Michelle would be nicer than I was about that. So that's absolutely true. Uh, But you save time. Like that's the thing people don't understand is that uh, investing a little bit in our relationships with our direct reports and, and understanding them on that emotional level, you do save a lot of time and drama and energy um, that occurs later when you're not tapped in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, What else can we do? Another tip, uh, and this is one where you, you know, as a leader, you want to do a little bit of self-reflection here. You know, how, how am I motivated as a leader? What's my motivation to do what I'm doing? And if you find that you are what they call coin-operated, meaning that you're motivated by your title or the, the salary and little else, you know, the way you want to be, ta- the way you want to be, um, Shifting your focus here to move to more of a serve rather than sell type yes. of management is yep. to tap into your um, your own reason why you're doing this and your optimism around what is um, what are your goals? What do you where do you want to get to? Where what have you accomplished? So that you can really identify. Um, those wins for yourself and really identify why you're doing what you do. Really moving in more into loving the challenge rather than, you know, I'm just doing it because it's the title or it's the salary. Oh, I love it. That investment and, and like you say, that kind of real emotional understanding of what you um, are getting or could get from being in a leadership role is so, so crucial. I love that. I love how you just put that because the thing is, is that, um, you know, like you say, it's not just a title. It's not a bit, of, a bit more power, a bit more money. There's actually, um, and, and one of the things that I do in, in, in my program too, is find the love, find the passion for, mm-hmm. for the work. So I love mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. Finding that passion is really going to help you be more resilient when you encounter disappointment and yeah. help you to get over the, the humps and, and actually get, you know, help you to be more productive and really love what you're doing. Yeah. 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 So we've got empathy and we've got find your passion and your own emotional connection to the work. What else can we do? Mm-hmm. Well, assertiveness is what Maria talked about and um, that's important. And t- the distinction between assertiveness and aggressiveness is really important um, as a leader. So, you know, she mentioned um, being aware of body language and your own body language as well as others um, when you're communicating. And assertiveness from an emotional intelligence perspective is being able to communicate your feelings and your beliefs and thoughts openly Mm. and even defending, you know, your personal rights and the values of others in a non-offensive, non-destructive manner. So making sure <laughs> yeah. as a leader... That's so yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we've all been through, you know, a lot of us anyways have been through the 90s where a lot of the management style was the pound-the-table management yes. style, you know, yep. my way or the highway. So as a leader, you know, making sure that you are assertive, you're standing up for your folks, you're standing up for yourself, um, when need be, but really making sure that your own posture is creating that environment that's safe for your employees, making sure, you know, from a body language perspective, your arms are open, you, um, you're open to uh, everyone's ideas and open conversation by that body language image that you're providing, maintaining eye contact to extend that positive impression. And then using your tone of voice to help you get your point across 
in a non-offensive manner. Yeah, and I and I'm just going to share from experience. So for for me, in terms of my own self awareness, I'll give an example where I I um I'm a I can handle kind of challenges with me, but I get super protective when people in authority over me are criticizing or doing things that um, affect the people that I lead. And that has been a challenge for me where I haven't, you know, my tone has gotten away from me or, you know, it, it I haven't been as assertive and it's really easy to do, but it's, um, I, I love that you just shared that with us because that's something that, you know, we we have to lead all the way around, right? Not just our direct reports, mm-hmm. but for for them too. Absolutely, and you know that you're displaying. You're you're talking about displaying passion. It's something that's yeah. really important to you, and that will happen. You know, you we're not going to be monotone. We are going to have you know times when we're a little more heated than others. But being extra cautious about those nonverbal cues. So that yes. our message isn't skewed in such a way that will, you know, be harmful to us or anyone else. Yeah. And I, and again, I'm well aware of the look on my face often <laughs> <laughs> takes me down in, in the, in those moments. So <laughs> I have to practice. I have to practice. So that's awesome. So um, we've got just a couple more minutes. So do you have any more in terms of if, if you're in a difficult situation, um, how can you how can you utilize it emotional intelligence in a way that um, not just helps you be kind of assertive and con- connected, but also helps you get where you want to go? Do you have any tips that relate to that? You know, a lot of um, a lot of times in those kind of situations, we want to be leaning into our interpersonal relationships so that. From an emotional intelligence perspective, you know, we interpersonal relationship composite talks about being able to maintain, create and maintain those trusting relationships, those mutually yeah. satisfying relationships and that are characterized by trust and compassion. So in those situations, we've got those relationships to lean into to rely yeah. on, to, you know, draw from. And a lot of emotional intelligence um growth in emotional intelligence uh, deals with balancing out where you have uh, strengths and your areas of opportunity. So if you're strong in emotional, in uh, sorry, interpersonal relationships, lean into that, lean into that strength to help you with some other areas. Um, If you are strong in empathy, lean into that and that will help you with some of the areas of of opportunity where you want to bring up your emotional intelligence to help you through situations. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Michelle. Those are all great tips. And um, we've come to the end of the show. I can't believe it. We just moved so fast through this. So um, if someone wanted to do uh, have an, a, an assessment with you or wanted to do some coaching or wanted to bring you into their organization to do, you know, to work with their staff, how did they get a hold of you? Reach out to me on my website. It's alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y hyphen coaching.com. Awesome. Okay, so connect with Michelle there. Thanks, Michelle. See you next time. Thank you. All right, so thanks so much to Maria and Michelle for an amazing show again. I've learned a lot today. I'm sure you have too. Next week, we will have the fabulous Christina Sacchifio here to talk about code switching and her segment, The Inclusion Zone. Don't know what that is? You got to tune in to find out. In the meantime, you can hang out with me at theleadershipleap.net. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining us this week for the Leadership Leap. Liam Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you make a successful leap into leadership. 